In today's Prep Rally podcast, we're going to recap the start of conference play in the 7A West. We're going to recap Fayetteville's big win against Bentonville West, and we're going to talk about a lot of football and a lot of, a lot of volleyball. Stay with us. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. This is the Prep Rally Podcast. I am Chip Souza, joined today by Henry Apple. Henry's wearing his Village Academy Beavers shirt. The Beavers, always number one in our hearts. So Henry's representing those today. I think Leland, did you, Leland Barclay's with us. Leland got him a shirt, I think, a while back. And he was going to get all the scores of their best season ever printed on the back of his shirt. So looking forward to seeing that shirt, Leland. Also got Paul Boyd with us today. And, of course, the beautiful, talented, suave, ruggedly handsome Ricky Fires. Thank you, Dad. Did I get all that right? Yeah, That's absolutely. absolutely. How much that cost you? Five bucks. <laughs> five bucks. I'll say that about you next time. Throw five bucks. So we got a lot to talk about today, but we're going to talk about mainly the start of the 7A West Conference because, Henry, it doesn't matter what happened in the first four weeks of the season. That's all out the window. Nip it. Nip it in the bud. Now we're talking about yeah. the real games. Yeah, everything dropped to zero and zero. Yes, sir. You know, those games don't matter a hill of beans. Nothing. It's, Nothing. There's basically practice games. Exactly. But now, as of last week, with the exception of the 6A West, right. you know, now there's, they had some games that count, but – for everybody else, they started last week. The real season's here. Ricky, you and I went over to Fayetteville. Now, we had to have a map and a, and a, a crow as the crow flies and, and a way, way weave our way down we, Clinton yeah. and Cardinal to get our way in there. But we got in. And, Ricky, that was a heck of a game. You know what? Yeah, Chip's talking about all the construction going on over there. They're building a new indoor. That's going to be beautiful. It, it Tri-level be. yeah. yeah. on the south end right yep. there. But as far as the game – uh, we're expecting a pretty close game, but what I saw, I saw the same plays from Fable. I saw some of the same numbers from Fable last year, but different guys making the plays. Absolutely. Uh, they they passed. Uh, Drake, you know, first of all, let's talk about Drake Lindsay Drake, a little bit, uh, yes. Ricky. Um, Drake Lindsay, uh, we didn't know coming into the season. Uh, we knew he was going to be a factor in the quarterback competition that they had in Fayetteville to, to replace uh, Bladen Fike, yes. which is no, that was big shoes to yes. build. There's no question. Now, Drake Lindsay, of course, that name, Lindsay. Everybody yes. knows that name. Uh, Jim Lindsay's grandson. Uh, he uh, six foot three, six four. Big old boy. Ricky, looks when good. he steps off the bus, you see him. You go. You know what? He looks good in the uniform. He he That's looks. That. Yeah, I, he passed I, the eye test. I tell you, when he looked even better, when he dropped back and threw us. Uh, about 40, 50 yards in air and completed that 70-yard uh, touchdown. Yeah, right to Kalen, there. Kalen Morris dropped a dime. So that looks good. Now, everybody, Ricky, around the area and around the conference probably said, thank goodness Isaiah Satania's gone, and for good reason, okay? I mean, yeah, yeah a- absolutely you know, they would say that. But, man, is it Lachey, Lach, Lack, Lock? How does McKinney spell it? Lake, Lock, Lock L-A-C-H. Lock. Lock, Lock, Lock McKinney. Lock, McKinney. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What but, a terrific little player that guy is. And talk about Jaden, uh, sophomore Jaden. Uh, uh, number number one. Number one. He, he's yeah. wearing Satania's number. Satania's number. Yes. And I swear, when I looked at, I, I was doing flashbacks. I said, "My goodness, that guy took off downfield and scored on a what about a fifty-one yard pass play? Broke a couple of times. He was, phew, he Absolutely. was gone." He, he, so, that's why I said, you know, uh, they look just as good as they did last year. Of course, it's still early. 
Still got a lot of games to play, but look like uh, Fayetteville's definitely reloaded. Jaden Delamar. Yeah, Delamar. That, that's what I so, said. That's what you hit. So you can, <laughs> then you got Kalen Morris and Jalen Morris. One wears eight, one wears nine. Yeah. They look identical on the field. Yes. Uh, both of them good players. But uh, I tell you what, Rick, something else, too, is I was impressed with the way the Fayetteville defense played uh, because West is a pretty good offensive team. Yeah. Uh, offensive team. And uh, uh, our boy, uh, well, our, but our boy Durham had a big game, yep. Henry. Uh, Ty Durham mm -hmm. had a big game for, for Bentonville West, 200 yards receiving, I think. Uh, but every time West seemed like they were going to get back in the game, either Bentonville, uh, Fayetteville's defense would come in and make a big play, yep. or Bentonville West would shoot itself in the foot with a penalty or something like yep. that. They had a had a touchdown there late that would have got them within a score. And a holding penalty. Holy Takes a touchdown off the board. Yeah. Uh, so, tough luck there for, for Bentonville West. But um, from what I have seen, from what I, these eyes have seen, Ricky, Rogers, Bentonville, West, Fayetteville, they're the cream of the crop in, in the 7A West. Your Betty Davis eyes? Betty Davis eyes. Um, man, I'm really impressed with – I tell you who I'm just as impressed with is Rogers. I'm telling you. I mean, that, that we was at Rogers a couple of weeks ago – Man, I, I like. I, I'm glad. I'm so glad for Rogers. Uh, man, they got the crowd back. Everybody is kind of carryover from last year. Yeah. And yeah. Th they got a uh, new quarterback. Uh, Drake. Drake Williams. Uh, uh, Williams. Uh, yeah. No, no, Dane. Not, no, Dane Williams. Dane Williams. Williams. Dane Williams. Yeah. You know what? And they got receivers all over the place too. They do. And they can play. Got a good defense. running back too, Jenkins. Good Absolutely. Back. Yeah. 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 Got a good running back. So that's what's going to happen this week, Leland. We've got up here in the 7A West game of the week. It's going to be Fayetteville at Rogers. Should be a good game. Now, last year, you know, Fayetteville handled them pretty pretty easily. Uh, be yep. interesting to see how it happens again this year. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, Drake Lindsay, obviously. You know, the thing that people don't for, or don't remember is that you know he doesn't have Isaiah Satania to throw to. I mean, that certainly helped Layden Fike out a lot. But I think probably what's even worse now is defensives cannot just rely on no. one person. No. Because you're right, they have a whole receiving core. Yeah. And that's and that's I think what is is going to what sets this team apart from maybe last year's team. Leland, if is I read they the have stats, more right. weapons. Leland, and you know, against Northside they yeah. had two one hundred yard rushers. Leland, so if they I can read, run the ball too. If I read the stats right, uh, Fayetteville has four guys on their team with basically two hundred or more receiving yards. I think that's if I read the stats right, I think that's right. Well, and plus it does look like, too, that he's working Landon Schaefer in a little bit more, too. Yeah. So that just gives them another weapon because he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to play quarterback much this summer, but, you know, they uh, did the little trick play with him, too. They did. So they're, they, are, they are loaded across the board. They are. They are. Um, now, Fayetteville's run game was non-existent Friday night. They were not able to run the ball very well. Uh, a lot of that could have to do with Bentonville West defense. They did play very, very good defense against the run, but that is a little bit of cause of concern for me because you got to be able to run the football in the playoff games and keep that clock moving, keep the chain mm -hmm. moving. Well, and, and Setzer and, and Harjaw both, Harjo, you know, they combined for 55 yards on Friday night. Right. They both rushed for 100 against Northside. So yeah. they're capable. It's just that I think sometimes Fayetteville and, you know, Casey Dick's a former quarterback. He is. And I think they sometimes fall in love with the pass, yeah. maybe a little too much, but it's hard to argue with 354 yards. And when you've got a quarterback like Lindsey, 20 of 26. Yeah, that's pretty efficient. I, 
I'd keep throwing it, too. Yeah, that's pretty efficient. And when they jumped out 28 nothing lead with the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. So Fayetteville opens up with the win um, against Bentonville West in what was our game of the week. Staying in the 7A West, you had Rogers, uh, Leland. They handled Southside uh, pretty easily. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Henry, uh, Dane Williams is the, coach, is, the, is the son of a coach, and he plays that way. He, he doesn't make many mistakes, if any. Um, and he just he follows the script. He 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 executes what Chad Harbison and Rick. What a let's talk about the great job Chad Harbison has done. Absolutely, Rogers. man. I remember him, but back over at Elkin did a great job. You know the Elkin they was coming up, and then he comes over to Fayetteville. He's assistant coach over yep. there for a couple of years, and then he got the Rogers job. I said, man, this is going to be interesting. And he's done nothing but succeed over there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so so uh, uh, Rogers with the win, Fayetteville with the win, Bentonville, of course, you know, we knew you know they were going to open a win, and they did. They were efficient. Our guy, our guy uh, Ficklin had a big game, Henry. One thing I have seen Josh Flick, Ficklin this year, consistency. Yeah, he has been he, a rock. He has averaged 149 yards rushing per game in the first four games. And in, in each four games, it's between 142 and 156. Man. I mean, that's – you can't get more consistent than that. No. And then, of course, he breaks off an 85-yard kickoff return, too. Well, that's so. what I was going to ask you. So, they're using him in the kick game, um, you know, so that if you don't kick it through the end zone, you know, there's a chance if one gets his hands on the ball, he's going to take it back on you. Well, the, the thing of it is, on that play, uh, Harbor had just kicked a field goal and made it a 14-3 to game. So, it, it looks close. But they got a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct, so they had to kick from the 25. Oh, and so not they, a good recipe for success there. They kicked it to the right side where Ficklin was, and he or to <laughs> their right side, and he just went to, across the field. And once he got to the other side field, there was nothing but black shirts there. Ricky Garden for him. That's where when you're the kicker, you walk over to the sideline. The coach might grab you by the face mask a little bit, <laughs> pull you close, and go. You see number one, don't kick it to him. Kick it to him. <laughs> you know, what an advantage that is for a coaching staff knowing that you're going to get 150 yards on the ground out of Finkley. Yeah. Well, and I mean, now you go around the other and say, all right, well, we're going to get some more production at. Yeah, we know we're going to get this. Oh, yeah, they're going to get production. You know. Well, and Henry, let's, do, let's talk about the job Carter Nye's done at quarterback this year for Bentonville. His first-year starter. Um, you know, he, he's, he's done a great job. And I tell you what, Paul, he's not just keeping the, the bus in between the yellow lines. This kid's throwing the ball around. In one game he had five touchdown passes. You know, he's playing exceptionally well. Bentonville's playing at a high level. I know they had the little hiccup there against Conway. This, by the way, they're a pretty good team. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, there's no question that uh, Jody Grant might have that Conway circled on the calendar somewhere going, if we play them again, November. you know, yeah. going to be in November, you know, it's be a little different story. When I talked to uh, Brian Pratt the, uh, the night after the game, he was saying, we hope we get to stay in the playoffs long enough to get to play Fayetteville again because we feel like you know we can have a better showing than we did uh, tonight. Yeah, it, it boggled my mind that they did not use you – know, early in the game, they used Carson Morgan, and he was breaking off some chunk runs. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, 
he disappears. You kinda don't did. see him anymore. I kind of wondered, Henry, if he, if he kind of reactivated a little injury he had. You know, and that's kind of, in fact, I talked to Matt Jones about that at halftime. I said, you know, they t- they took Morgan out. I wonder if he kind of re- reactivated that injury or something that he ha- he got in the in the opener uh, against uh, Booker T. Yeah, uh, he kind of got ding- uh, dinged up a little bit. Now I don't know if he did or not, and I did, it ended up not being a factor, you no. know. But, uh, but um, he did come back again and play. He he went back out in the second half during the uh, warmups going into the third quarter. He was out there warming up, so whatever it was, he he was okay after that. Yeah, and and I think he did get a couple of carries in he the did. second half, but n- nothing instrumental. By that time, I mean, West is in a hole. They're having to throw like crazy, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, though, man, I was highly impressed with Ty Durham. That kid made some great catches, some great plays, and uh, he's a baller. He, he's again the the son of a coach. Right, you know, play, plays that way. Uh, last game of the seven A West. How about the Springdale Red Dogs? Got their first win of the season, and our guy Tavon Sparks. Uh, Tay, I'm sorry, Tayjon Sparks. Yeah, I, I knew I, was I knew do it. That. I knew I, knew it. I was going to do it. Yeah. Tayjon Sparks, uh, five touchdowns, four of them rushing, one of them receiving. Um, do you remember Rick when Florida had Percy Harvin? Yes. And they use him in all these different yes. ways. That's what Springdale's doing with Sparks. They're, they're lining him up in the backfield on occasion. Uh, he goes, okay, in the program, a buck 65. Let me tell you something. He'd have to eat four, four pieces of chicken and 14 cookies at lunch today to get up to 165. He'd be more like 155. But whatever it was, he might not be the biggest bulldog in the yard, yeah. but he's that chihuahua that just bites you on the ankles over and over and over again and, and drawing blood every time. Yeah, I mean, you can't shake him. Can't shake him. Can't shake him. So good game for him. Yeah, yeah. One thing, uh, also bring up Jack Pounders. Yeah, he, he was hurt during the Farmington he game, was. so yep. he set out the game against Conway. And I was talking to Brett Hobbs last night about it, and I, said, you know, you brought in Pounders. He said, yeah, uh, during the bye week, that he was alternating every two plays with his two quarterbacks. He said, yep. you know, I went with a gut feeling to go with Pounders. In that starter, he might want to stick man, with that. Uh, two hundred something yards, yeah. passing. He had a uh, hundred eight rushing. So, Ricky, he's another one. You're talking about talking about Lindsey looks good in the uniform. So Pounders looks good in the uniform too. He got good curb appeal, and he he looks the part. And uh, you know, Pounders have had pretty good success in Springdale in the past. You know what? What I'm proud of, uh, Brett Hobb, man, and this, you know, a former Bulldog, and you're trying to get this program up, and you're losing and non-conference, losing, losing. But you know what? They're one and zero. They're one and zero. They're one and zero. So I've well, always, Ricky, they did. But let me tell you something. Their typical Springdale, yeah. they might, they okay, they they might not win the game. But let me tell you what they won't do. They're not going to quit. Yeah. They're not going to lay down. They epitomize their coach the way he played. And they're yeah. going to punch you in the mouth every time. They might not score as many points as the opponent does every time. But you're going to have know you've been in a fight, and they're going they're going to have drawn blood somewhere. That's why I've always liked that tradition that Gerald Williams yeah. established over there. I love I love the uh, white fence around the football field. I always, you know, we're we're, we're neutral, supposed to be neutral, but man, I'd love to see that program uh, come back up. And, I, and and Brett's doing his hardest. To Ricky, do it. I told Brett today at the t- at the uh, luncheon that we had today. I said I said I, I, I always love to have Red Dogs come and absolutely and, and, and recognize the Red Dogs. And I had two there today at the luncheon, the Hogsville Street Sports Club luncheon. I had. Hey, John, there <laughs> is my, my player of the week. Okay. And I had Ben Cleveland there as our speaker today, and that's a lot of red dog in that room. Oh, that's Ben Cleveland. What's dog. he doing now, former? Uh, he, he's got some, some ranching going on. he got some cows and things like that, and good. he's doing good. And ben, ben looks good, so it was great to have him. Now, that's the 7A West. Leland, I'm turning it over to you. We're going to talk about the 6A West. 
Great game on Friday night. Van Buren at Greenwood. Homecoming festivities. Ronnie Peacock was there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, talk, talking to, uh, you know, former players and, and coaches, and he was just – he was the center – he was almost the center of attention. Now, you know, the homecoming maids obviously were the center of attention. Yeah. But Ronnie yeah. Peacock was a close second. There it was great go. to talk to him and catch up to him and, and uh, you know, just a great conversation with him. First half, Van Buren led seven to nothing, fourteen to seven, and twenty-one to fourteen. It's twenty-one to twenty-one, and they're at the Greenwood eighteen. About a minute and a half left before the half, driving to maybe you'd think maybe probably yeah. at that point yeah. to take a lead at halftime. And then Evan Williams intercepts a pass and oh. goes ninety yards for a touchdown oh. for Greenwood. Yeah. They get the second half kickoff, and Grant Carnes, which yeah, yeah, we you know, know that, that name. name. Yes, yeah. sir. We know that name. He takes the opening kickoff of the second half, 84 yards for a touchdown. And from there, then Greenwood scores on four straight possessions, and it's 63-21. to 21. It can wow. snowball on you very, yeah, very fast. Greenwood's an avalanche <laughs> waiting to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> and Hunter Hunter Houston in that game was 15 of 17 for 303 and five touchdowns. He's now completed through five games 77.4% of his passes. Uh, I'm no math major, it, Leland, but I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And in three conference games, Greenwood has not punted. Wow. Wow. That's efficient. <laughs> that's ever, a, it's been ever since the walk-off win against Northside, they've been almost like a – you know, a, a, a completely unstoppable machine. Yeah, because they did not lead in the first two games of the season. Now, granted, they played Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is pretty good. Good team. And then, of course, Northside, which is pretty good. Yep. But they did not lead in either either of those games until the final buzzer. And since then, um, they had the big first half against Mountain Home, led 42 to nothing. They had the big first half against Siloam Springs and led 54 to nothing. Friday night, it was a little bit of a change. They outscored Van Buren 35 to nothing in the second half. Wow. Now, something I also want to mention, too, Leland, while Greenwood has been the beneficiary of that big walk-off win against Northside, Northside has been the exact opposite, and that seemed like it's just discombobulated them big time. Now, granted, they opened up 7A Central play against Bryant, who, who you know, you, you don't want to ever open up. Yeah, a lot they of did, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, but things will get better, I think, for Northside moving on toward the middle to the end of the season. Absolutely, I think they have games coming up that um, um, they're not going to be the equivalent of Bryant because Bryant, I think, is as has gotten to the level that they they pretty much reload yeah. instead of rebuild, kind of like a Fayetteville, yeah. uh, a Bentonville. I mean, they're on that level now. Right. Right. And like Rick was talking about before. The jerseys look the same. The numbers are the same. The names are different, but the results are the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Bryant's that way. Bryant won, uh, beat Northside 41 to 10, uh, gave up a uh, late touchdown to Northside. Uh, Northside had 209 yards of offense, and uh, they're going to be glad to um, to get at home, get back home in a couple of weeks. They go to Central Friday night, then wonderful, they come back home for homecoming for sure. yeah. against Jonesboro. Yeah. To back-to-back games, I think that are very winnable for Northside. Wait, but did you just say Jonesboro? I, I, I it's, keep it's, forgetting yeah, they're, yeah. they're in the central now. Jonesboro, seven A, seven A central, yeah. Which is about far east as you can get. Yep. 
Wow. Okay. Northside left today to make that drive up to, <laughs> up to Jonesboro. I think. Wow. Uh, we're talking about Paul Boyd's stomping grounds yes, there, sir. Jonesboro. All right. So that's 7A West, 7A Central, 6A West. Let's talk about a little 5A West where the team that many thought might be a strong challenger for the 5A West Championship, Farmington, has now lost its quarterback, Cameron Van Zant, for at least four or five weeks, and it could be longer depending on how quickly he comes back from a foot injury sustained in that game against Rogers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he had surgery Monday before the Harrison game, so and, and I was told out five to six weeks. So, uh, And then he's going to have to get some rust off of him. So yeah. uh, he could miss the rest of the conference season. We, we'll, ha- we'll have to wait and see. And i uh, tell you what. Uh, you know, keep in mind in the four in the five A West, only four teams get in, mm-hmm. and they're already at zero and one. And so uh, it won't be just a, a gimme that they're going to get in the playoffs. They'll have to really earn it. But tell you what, Ricky, major props to Sam Wells. He stepped in in a, a few couple of had just had a couple of days to kind of realize he's going to be QB one. And, uh, Henry, you were up there at Harrison. He got them within 21-14 up there the other night. But Harrison, they did the same thing Arkansas did a few weeks ago. They ran off the clock on them there late. Yeah, uh, it was like a, a seven-minute drive yeah. there at the end. And then finally, and they were actually going – I found out this after the game. They were going to call a timeout, or, or they were trying to draw Farmington off sides so they could keep the ball – and the center snapped it on fourth ah, down. Go. And so the quarter so the quarterback go. just runs to the right as far far as he can and then gets tackled. Well that gives Farmington the ball, but on its thirty three with about forty six seconds left and yeah, it just not wasn't enough time. Yeah. Enough time. Yeah. So five A West, Harrison opens up with the win. I tell you what, Leland, I'm gonna kick it back over to you. How about Alma? How about Alma? They're four and oh. How about Alma? First- First 4-0 start since 2004, wow. and uh, there's a lot of confidence. Went down this week Boy. and uh, talked to, uh, you know, Reagan Birchfield, a senior linebacker, talked to Coach Bush, and, and yeah, everybody knows that Cameron Van Zandt is out. Alma goes to Farmington on Friday night. But, and, and you know, there's always a little bit of that coach speak, but Coach Bush talked very highly of Sam Wells. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Leland, um, First of all, you're not going to find a better kid anywhere than Sam Wells. And if Coach El- uh, Coach Eldridge tells Sam to run through the wall, Sam will just say, Coach, you want four bricks knocked out or five because I'll do whatever you say. That's Sam Wells. He's the, kind of, he's the kind of kid that coaches love these kind of kids. Well, and, and obviously, too, the team's going to rally around him. Yep. But like you said, only four out of those you know eight teams go to the playoffs out of the conference. And with Farmington facing Harrison and Alma right off yes. the bat, you know, it just um, it, it puts them a uh, – well, we'll see what happens Friday night. But happens. it, it yeah. could put them in a, uh, you know, tough spot at, at 0-2. Well, and you still got Shiloh Christian you got to play uh, this season. And, oh, by the way, uh, Prairie Grove uh, is also lurking there. They're a shark in the water as well. Yeah, I was going to mention Prairie Grove and Pea Ridge because I went and watched the replay of it over the weekend, you know, and, and talked to Bray Cook last night about it. You know, P. Ridge was at the one late in the second quarter. Yeah. And all, if they punched in, they take a 17-14 lead yeah. into the locker room at halftime, but they did not get it. And uh, then now all of a sudden, here come the flood. And then they missed the field goal attempt in the third quarter. Next thing you know, Prairie Gross 
scores three touchdowns and a 14 to 10 lead becomes a 35 to 10 cushion. Yeah. And talking to Bray about, he says, we just got to get more physical, yeah, more physicality. That's, and so see, go, that's what Prairie line. Grove has. Yeah. You know, yeah. Prairie Grove could play right or or right in the middle. Well, yeah, but see, Prairie Grove physicality could play with it. They play with teams in the seven A West as far as physicality because <laughs> that's all those kids know. Them good old country that's boys, right? right that's there. all they know. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, tell you what, though, Henry, I, I have been impressed with Pete Ridge, but and, and you know, I talked to Bray Cook before the season started, and you know, Bray as an offensive lineman would tell you, as anybody who played in the line would tell you, he knows it starts right there, and that's where he's trying to build his program. Just like Tony Travis did when he was at Pea Ridge, he's going to build it from the inside out. Tony Travis, a big O-line coach, he's an offensive lineman himself, he's going to build the program from the inside out, and that takes time. That takes a lot of time in the weight room, and you can't get it done in one offseason. It just takes time. And, And they'll get it done, and you're seeing them make incremental improvements along that line, but like Bray will tell you, we just don't have enough guys there yet. Yeah, and he said well, and, we need physicality for four quarters. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, we've talked about how good the this class of quarterbacks is in the 6A West. And, yeah. Well, the 5A West is also yeah. loaded with good quarterbacks, and I tell you, Gavin Dixon is one of those. Yes, yes, you're correct about that, 100% correct about that. Um, so 5A West, they're underway. Going down, let's go talk a little bit about the 4A1. Henry, big win for Elkins Friday night. And our boy Deshaun Chairs, Ricky, had 200, 200 yeah. yards rushing Friday night. Big, two big touchdown runs. Yes. And Dizzy Dean threw a couple oh, of touchdown passes. Uh, 28-14 is grab it. <clears throat> yep. Uh, that is appearing to be a three-team race it kinda between is. Ozark Gentry and Elkins. And Elkins, yep, yep, yep. Gentry 4-0 going into this week. Uh, so big big game for them this week for sure. And uh, I know the 4A1 and Leland, we've talked about this, 4A1 took a little bit of a hit when you took Prairie Grove and Shiloh out of it. But Gentry and Elkins and Ozark are ready to step up and be those kingpins in that conference. Oh, absolutely. You know, Elkins is there. Yep. Uh, Gentry goes to Ozark. Yes. I think it's October the 14th. Big, big, huge That's going to be a huge yes. game. Uh, and, and you're right, Henry. It's It does look like it's a three-team race, uh, and it's going to be very, very interesting in the 4A1. Let's talk about the 4A4. Lamar was off last week, but they're also off to an undefeated start. They're 3-0, and but, boy, they have a huge game Friday night down at, Benton, uh, at the Harmony Grove. Big. I think it's I think it's safe to say that their conference schedule is front loaded. It is, uh, you know, because that you know they open with Boxite. Yeah, you know, a very good and team. That was a close and now they twenty eight twenty one game. Now they game. play Has Now they play Haskell Harmony Grove. Yeah, you know, Lamar has never won an outright conference championship ever. Ever. Wow. Wow. Uh, something else, you know, Ricky Lamar. Let's talk about Lamar Leland. They are coached by Josh Jones. Josh Jones from Magazine. Boonville. Oh, okay. He coached at Magazine. <laughs> from Boonville, played at Boonville. Uh, Leland, did he play for Ken Rippey? Yes. Okay. Yep. So we he know. Has, yeah. It's safe to say he's got championship pedigree. Yeah, he's got the DNA. Uh, he, you talk about physicality and playing tough and, and wiping blood off your nose and you keep going. That's how Josh Jones coaches because that's what Josh Jones knows. I think they had two games last year that they had over 60 rushing attempts in the game. I love it. 
I love it. That Didn't is. Didn't he coach uh, at magazine? Won a state magazine. Yeah. He he won the championship yeah. with the yeah. Chambers. Yeah. yeah. I knew I so, had to drink some root beer since then. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's going on now. Let's talk about the three A one, Boonville. But what a offensive crazy game they got into with Hackett last week. I talked to a. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a wild game. I yeah. talked to coach Crowley last night and he just, he was laughing. Um, he said they just couldn't put Hackett away four times in the game. They had a chance to, to start the running clock and every single time Hackett scored. There you go. They, they finally got the running clock going with seven Oh five left. There was a thousand and eighty three yards in that game. Boonville scored on all 11 offensive possessions, including 10 rushing touchdowns. And still, and couldn't, Cole, <laughs> and still couldn't put them away. And still couldn't put them away. <laughs> Cole Ketchum, the hack of quarterback, threw for 436 yards and five touchdowns and ran for two. And Boonville had two kids rush for 200 yards. So and the, another one with 100. Yeah. So the punter just sat up there at the What girl. punter? We don't punt. <laughs> set up. <laughs> Set up there with the cheerleader and ate a couple hot dogs. Yeah, right? a hot dog and a coat. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Well, what was the final score? So was seventy six forty eight or 70, something? Like yeah, yeah. 75, was, 46. Yeah, yeah. Seventy five forty six. Yeah, crazy. That's even crazy. high for a basketball Man. game. Man, so Boonville, Boonville, uh, Leland, Boonville, Charleston headed on a collision course. But I tell you what, don't don't discount Hackett and Paul. Don't discount the Mansfield Tigers either because they are kind of on a roll. Hey, and don't forget Lavaca. And Lavaca, there you go, also on a row. So the 3A1, you know, we we thought, well, you know, adding Boonville, that's going to be – Lavaca and Hackett and Mansfield, hey, we still here, baby. We, we still here. We are still here. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Greenland could put some points on you fast as well. In that, I'm telling you, they can put some points on you fast. That is going to be, and I've said this, I said it all last year and even more so probably this year, that's my favorite co- conference it to is. watch it's and, and talk to the coaches and the players. And it's just every single week, every game's big. And the funny thing about this week is the four teams that won Friday night are playing four teams that lost. This week, so it's yeah. going to be really big to see which ones of those, the teams that lost can come back and even their record at one and one because right. falling to zero and two it's, it's, early, you may be is going to be bad. Yeah, you may be done. Um, so, uh, you know, football in this area. Uh, and Ricky, I know you, you comb through the papers every Saturday yeah. and, and Sunday looking yeah. for players of the week. Yeah. If you're like me, I will look at a roundup, and you know, Henry talks top up a roundup from whatever, and I'll be like, damn, that Harrison kid needs to be the play. Oh boy, well, wait a minute. What about this Mansfield kid? Wait a minute. What about the, you could pick ten kids every better, week. Better read them all. Yeah, right. Well, that's what Leland sent me about the Boonville stats and they uh, Dax Dax um, golf golf golf. Yeah, and uh, the other kid, they were almost identical. Yeah. one had five touchdowns. One had. I said, how do you choose? How do you choose? Yep. It's uh, it's amazing, and and uh, and you know what, Leland, we're throwing out, you know, kids throwing and scoring five touchdowns uh, in in a game is just a, it's it's an that's an average number now. You know, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it is just, you know, every year we see certain players graduate and we think, boy, we'll, we won't see those guys. We won't see that ever again. And the next year it's just, you know, like Friday yeah. night, Malachi Henry picks up a, touch, a kickoff and goes 89 yards for a touchdown, and I don't think he was touched. Wow. Uh, 
I tell you what, it's been fantastic. But you know what? It's not just about football. I'm going to kick it over to Paul, and we're going to talk some high school volleyball right now uh, where Fayetteville, we talked about this last week, where they're kind of on a different level. Tell you what, Paul, and volleyball is going great guns. Great guns. Oh, it's good stuff. And you know what? You can go through almost every classification, and there's a team over in this neck of the woods that, that will probably at least contend yeah. uh, for a state title. I mean, Greenwood, Shallow Christian, um, let's see, give me Paris. three. Paris. Uh, Hackett. Hackett. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hackett. Uh, Mansfield. Yes. Yeah. 2A. Uh, hey, let me tell you, they have a 6'4 freshman. At Mansfield. Volleyball and she, player. And she goes along with the Freeman girl who's about a six-footer herself. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 So they're loaded. Uh, we also, Henry, got some good cross-country going on. Uh, Bentonville boys, uh, I saw they won a big meet. They're, you know, primed and ready. They've won five 6A cross-country championships in a row and look like they're headed for another one. Yeah. Went to Denton, Texas to run in the Garmin Mile Split XC, XC or cross-country right. invitational. So you're going up against some of these big-time schools in Texas and all, and Bentonville not only won it, but they won it handily. Yeah. I mean, they're scoring lows. And my man, I love this there name. There you go. I have loved go ahead. this Come bring it, Henry. Bring it. James American Horse. American Horse, yes. Now, he's a little guy. He's more like American Pony. But American Horse is his name, and that's the best name. that You can't top it. Forget yeah. it. It's not debatable. Yeah. <laughs> he, he won the individual title, broke 16 minutes for that. the first time in his career. Ricky, I can't drive my car three miles in 16 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he He's passing American you up going, see ya. Yeah. He ran it in 1532. My gosh. And won it by a tenth of a second wow. over a kid from Texas. Wow. So, uh, he's going to. It'll bring some interesting things this Saturday when they run Chili Pepper. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Henry. Yeah. Great segue into the Chili Pepper, which our Rick Fires will be covering Saturday. Uh, that the Chili Pepper Cross Country Festival will be this Saturday at the U of A uh, Cross Country Park here. It's always the biggest non-conference or state meet that we have in the region. Um, it's a big deal. And, uh, and so that'll be going on this Saturday. I believe the girls, uh, varsity girls start at 9 a.m., or maybe boys. Yeah, and then the boys at 945. At I think, yeah. You talk about yeah. big-time competition. Yeah, yeah, that's when they come up from Texas, Missouri, Kansas City area. But you know what? We've got some good teams from northwest Arkansas, too. Yeah. Bentonville will be a, a factor. Absolutely. Yeah. Just the depth. Yeah, we were looking when I was doing cross-country previews, you know, I was looking at 6A and I said, and talking to Randy Raymaker, the Bentonville girls coach, about this, I said, hey, look at what you've got this year. You have Carson Weissmiller from Fayetteville, who won it all in 2020. You have Madison Glendo, who won it last year at Bentonville. Both these two girls are seniors. Boy, what a show. He looked at me and says, remember this name, Haley Lowe. I said, huh? Okay. I go look her up. Transfers to Bentonville from Wisconsin, where she was sixth place in the Wisconsin State Meet last year. And now she transferred her, and she has been turning some heads with some of her performances. And so this is going to be a, come down to a three-girl race when wow. it's all said and done in November. So we've got cross-country going on, the Chili Pepper this weekend. Then they'll ease out toward the conference, uh, 6A West Conference meet will be the end of the month. 
and then the state cross country meet and I'm, I'm the end of the month as in October the end of the month not September the end of October uh, and then we go into the state meet which is second week of November first, first week, week in November first week of November uh, down at Oklahoma Park at Hot Springs got th that going on Volleyball, Paul, we're past the halfway point in conference. Yes. They'll be having their state meet coming up the end of October uh, state tournament. Rogers is hosting, hosting the 6A. Mansfield, Mansfield also the, hosting the 2A. 2A. And then, of course, they'll play their state volleyball championship matches down in Hot Springs uh, at Bank, uh, Bank of the Ozarks Arena down there the end of October. So, got that going on. Uh, state girls golf was played this week. Congratulations to the Gravit girls for winning the Class 4A state championship. The 6A state championship going on today, Wednesday, as we speak uh, at Burns Park in North Little Rock. So we've got that going on, and we'll see how that wraps up. We'll talk about that next week. Got that going on. Conference tennis is this week. It is today, Wednesday, and Thursday at Fayetteville. So we have conference tennis there, and then state tennis will be coming up um, in a couple of weeks. So those sports are wrapping up. So we are getting our fall sports almost wrapped up, uh, and it's a great time. Ricky got a little bit of a chill. Paul, I think I saw you post it was 49 degrees. 49. Uh, 49 at the Village this, this week. It's a little, little chilly I now. love that. I love that, A little Ricky. chill in the air. Ricky going to get his hoodie out. Yes, me, man. definitely I get... hoodie weather. Leland hates it. My, my, <laughs> got to buy some new sweats, man. I love laying, my, laying around clothes in my sweats. In your sweats. Uh, hey, hey, all, all these people saying about pumpkin spice. No, no, this no. is chilly weather. This is, oh, there you go. This <laughs> yes, is sir. I, I, with beans or without? I can go either way. Me too. Not this, as as long about, as it's not a bean fest. I got this. Is this is my take on this, Leland? And I want you to jump in on this too, because I know you might be a chilly guy. But this is the way I view chilly, and a lot of people don't agree with me. But that's oh, they're wrong. But that's okay. They can be wrong. <laughs> this is the way I view it. If chili is your main course, if my wife says, "Hey, I'm going to make chili and cornbread," and chili is our main course, yes, okay, beans, yeah. If she says, "I'm," a, and notice I'm saying she she says, "I'm not making it." She's she's the head of the head of the that department. Smart guy. Yeah, absolutely. If she says, "I'm making chili dogs." Yes. Well, chili dogs is not really the main course. The dog's the main course, but the chili's just a flavoring. Then no beans. That's that's good. Fight, fight me on that. No, I'll go with, I can go with that. Fight me on that. That's good. Fight me on that. Leland, fight me I on that. No, I have no argument with that at all. Okay. My all wife right. makes great chili. There you, man. And the only requirement I have of chili is I don't want it runny. I want no. some substance yeah, in gotta it. Yeah, got to be a little, got to be able to put the spoon in it and it not, almost stand up on its own. Now, are you exactly. guys wusses? You got the hot sauce and jalapenos, or you just wuss out? Oh, I, I could have jalapenos. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to put jalapenos in mine for sure. Um, so you're right, Henry. It is, forget that pumpkin spice business. Take that stuff out of here. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Uh, chili, soups. Hey, even this good old beef stew in there. How about a little gumbo, Ricky? Oh, I love me. Got it. There you go. We do a whole show on that. <laughs> All right, Leland, I'm going to kick it over to you for the final couple of minutes. Give me what's going on in the River Valley. Go. You know, usually when I bring up Charleston in September, talking we're about talking football. about the Tigers. Right. Nope. The Lady Tigers okay. won the Class 3A state golf meet yesterday. There you go, okay. Uh, by a total of 19 strokes, they had the number three and the number four individual medalist. So the Lady Tigers add a trophy to their trophy case. Good deal. Good deal. You got anything else? I think that's about it. The big game, I, you know, there's a couple of them down here. But I tell you, the big game that I think may be another one of these that you have to look at the scoreboard 
is Hackett at Lavaca on Friday night. That may be, I'll tell you what, that, that guy, who, who's covering that game, Leland? Is that Walter covering that? I think we I don't think Walter... we don't have anybody down, oh. but uh, you know I would I would not be um, not be opposed know. to that. Your box <laughs> your box score on that one might be lengthy. It might be. Yeah. It might be. It, it, I, you know, holding it up to the standard of last week, seventy five well, to forty six. That's pretty lofty. Yeah. But I tell you, Lavaca, uh, you know Hackett, you know that's also the two newest turfs yeah. that we have in our area too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. That one might be a good one, that and of course be. it's you know it's a three a one game, so obviously, uh, you know it's a big game. And uh, Ricky, I also need to give Leland props on that tremendous story he did on George Loss, yeah. the longtime coach. Uh, longtime coach, he was at and he sold ended up holding up the paper there um, in the Sunday River Valley Democrat Gazette. If you are not picking up that Sunday River Valley Democrat Gazette, you are missing. You are missing it. Uh, we are, this is content that you're not getting anywhere else. Leland's got a big feature story in it every week about, sometimes it might be a player, sometimes it might be a former coach like George Loss, who, Ricky, he won 116 of his, what, 131, uh, of the 131 games he coached at St. Anne's, 116 of them were wins. He was actually the first, he was the, the, Fastest coach in the state to 100 wins, and go. that was in his 116th game. There you go. There you go. He was 113 and three at that point. Great, great story. We hinted of it a little bit last week. Didn't give you a lot of details, but Leland had that in the Sunday River Valley Democrat Gazette. Also, want to thank George Loss's daughter. Um, she was able to get us some really nice photos of, of Coach yep. uh, from back in the day at St. Anne's. Turned out really well. Uh, and C of O that got us some good photos yes, as well. Yes, I uh, guess it's U of O now, U of o now, but it was C of O when he was there. Correct. I uh, also want to mention uh, Kevin Taylor is doing a small college report every week in which he's documenting kids from the River Valley who are doing well at college and, and lots of names in that. Uh, our guy Harold McElvain, Harold's a, as good as it comes, uh, taking care of UA Fort Smith now. We are covering UA Fort Smith big time, and Harold's doing a good job there. So major props to Leland and the crew down there. They're doing a fantastic job of covering the River Valley, and uh, as we knew that they would be. The Valley Boys. There you go. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Valley Boys. I like that. So that will wrap up this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast, and we thank you for being on with us as we do every week. So for Henry Apple, Leland Barclay, Paul Boyd, Rick Fires, I'm Chip Souza. We've been we're with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we will catch you next time, same bat time, same bat channel. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.